What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. So, I don't know if you guys... Well, you guys probably don't know, because it's been a while since we talked. But your boy got sick. I think I got COVID. I don't know, I didn't take a test or anything. But I have, like, every COVID symptom, and I'm pretty sure... I had COVID the first day. I literally felt like I was dying. So that wasn't fun. And I think this is day three or four. And um, I'm getting better. I felt like crud, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I was just dying. But I'm good now. Well, I'm better. I'm not fully healed. But the Lord is my healer. So I'm I'm almost there, you know. Take some medicine. Took some Mucinex and been drinking a lot of body armor, a lot of water, a lot of Pedialyte. Um, and been just keeping it kind of simple on the food. Been eating like soup and ramen and watermelon and stuff like that. I know ramen doesn't have any uh, nutritional value, but hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's better than nothing. <laughs> but. I'm just glad to be back. I'm going to hopefully post this up um, either today or tomorrow. But yeah, guys. Um, so if my voice sounds weird or like I have the sniffles, it's because I'm still like, I'm not fully 100%, but I'm still almost there, you know? But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was COVID. I didn't really get no tests or nothing, and I'm not really going to like get a test or anything, but. Well, first of all, I don't know, like, if tests cost money. And if they do, I really don't want, like, to pay somebody to tell me I have COVID when I just feel like I have it. You know what I'm saying? And then second, like, I feel like if I go, they're going to be like, well, you should get vaccinated. And it's like, I really just don't want to have that conversation because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm like against vaccines. I don't know. I just think, um, I think there's a lot of bad stuff that goes inside of vaccines. And I feel like me getting the vaccine will make me get sick again because I feel like that's happened a lot to people. People who've gotten COVID and then got vaccinated get COVID again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Then I feel like, I don't know. I'm not, like, I have a lot of conspiracy theories about vaccinations and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if they're conspiracy theories, but they're just like my own theory, you know? I don't know. So I don't really get, I don't get vaccinated and I keep all that stuff away from me. So no flu shots, none of that stuff. But yeah, so my bad. It's been a while since we've hung out and talked. But what are the chances of me getting sick, huh? But uh, I hope everybody's doing good. hope everybody's staying consistent in the Lord, like always. Because it's not easy, you know. (laughs) But it is easy. That's what we forget is it's not easy, but it is easy. What's not easy is that our flesh wants to do it, right? But it's easy following the Lord, knowing what we got to do. No longer living by the flesh, but living by the spirit. I was talking to my wife yesterday and we were reading this. um, We were reading um, Galatians together. And like, we were kind of just like, we kind of just like, like I, I literally just tell her like, just to read something, like open up the book, like open up the Bible and read something. And she just opens it and then she starts reading and then she'll read it. And then she like talks to me about it. 
or like we talk about it and like I ask her questions and then she asks me questions and that's kind of like like right there that's like a form of bible study I guess you could say you know it doesn't have to be like we get ready and then you know what I'm saying we sit on the couch like we're literally just laying in bed and like hanging out with the kids and then we just we just popped open the bible and started chit-chatting about it you know so it was a nice little bible study it was like 15 20 minutes and then like once we start talking about that then we start talking about other stuff like about like false well, we were talking about like false prophets too like after and like how the bible says false prophets will perform miracles and, and stuff like that so yeah it's it's fun like if you make it fun with each other then it'll be fun you know what i'm saying so make it fun with your significant other or make it fun with whoever you're doing a little bible study with you know but yeah um what was i gonna say oh yeah um so i still don't have my mic cord so i'm still doing this off of the like the computer mic like the built-in computer mic so i apologize for any audio difficulties or audio issues or audio like wackiness um i gotta get a cord but i'm still in the process of moving and um it's just <sighs> moving is a hassle you know what i'm saying like so I don't know if you guys know, but a while back, God told me just to start packing, right? So I started packing, and then um, they sent us a renewal for our lease, and we haven't found an apartment yet, right? And um, when we first got it, we were I like I was like okay, I had a feeling like God was telling me like just to cancel it. Well, then I was like thinking about it, like I was talking to my wife about it, and it's not that we didn't have faith, but we didn't want them to like cancel it and then them to start like coming and inspecting the apartment and stuff because we don't really know how it works this is like our first like like official official apartment the other place we like our first apartment was like a studio kind of thing and it was like uh it wasn't like a, a lease it was kind of more of like a like a weekly basis like you pay weekly rent but um yeah so we didn't really know like how it was gonna work, so we didn't really wait. So we waited till like the very last day, and yesterday we canceled our lease, but we still haven't found anywhere to live. So we have like literally like 29 days today, because it's June 1st right now when I'm recording this. We have 29 days to find an apartment, move in, pay for everything, and be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a little like worrisome and a little stressful, but. I don't know, like, I'm kind of not worried about it and kind of not stressing about it and just knowing that God's going to open something up. I just don't want him to, like, open it up, like, last minute because that's just, like, really scary. But, you know, it's all in his time and it's all his will, so that's exciting. So if you guys can, just keep that in prayer for us. Pray that we find a, a, a beautiful home or a beautiful apartment, whatever God wants us to have. And uh, we need a washer and dryer inside the unit because we don't have one right now and it sucks. Like, it just sucks. Our wash and dryer here is, like, it's either always broken. Um, the card machine doesn't work. Um, we pay for it, and the machine doesn't work, like, with coins. And it's just, it sucks. <laughs> it really does suck. But, you know, that's okay. God let us, like, live here to understand the importance of having those things. And when we own our own things, to take care of them. And when we have them, to not, like, take them for granted. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to take for granted a washer and dryer it's easy to take for granted um you know ac it's easy to take for granted water it's easy to take for granted like you know the fridge or a toilet and stuff like that you know so 
it really is like easy to take those things for granted so I, I definitely don't take any of that stuff for granted anymore and um you know when you're a kid you kind of just think like everything's like you know everything's cool everything is how it is you know i remember we went to the laundromat a couple times when i was a kid too and i was like i thought it was so cool you know going to the laundromat but then you get older and it's like nah the laundromat kind of like it kind of sucks because you don't really like you don't really want to do that once you like grow I, I started washing my own clothes when i was like 10 or 11 10 11 years old so to me i was like cool when i get my apartment i'm gonna have a wash and dryer you know but you know things happen and you have to move out somewhere if you have to move out quick and fast so we did that and we just had to get whatever we could afford when we first got in we've been at our place for like two years now and we're ready to move on to something that you know god god tells us that we deserve and something that we deserve you know and that's what we're doing so we canceled our our, our lease and you know the only reason i, I have faith is because god put it in my heart to pack you know months like a month ago before the even lease like renewal was even like coming up so I just have faith that we're, he's going to open something up for us and find it. And, you know, I just, I hope and pray and have faith. And, you know, I carry that love with me for him that, you know, he'll open it up. You know, if I think about it more and more, it makes me more worried. But I just, I'm not even, I'm not even worried about it right now. Like, I look, we look every day, but it's not like we're looking out of, like, urgency. But we're just looking, you know, just to find it. Because it's not, like... If you seek, you will not find, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't ask, then you won't receive. So that's why we're not, like, seeking because we're trying to just move everything out of the way. But we're looking because we're supposed to be looking, you know? We're not going to just be like, well, we're not going to do anything about it and God's just going to open it up. Because I don't think it works like that. I don't think it should work like that. But, you know, I'm just living by faith right now. And, yeah, so... June 30th is when we have to be out and uh, hopefully God opens up something before then I know God will open up something before then and I have faith that he'll open up something before then so that's awesome but yeah um, yeah just recovering from sickness thinking about where we're gonna stay you know everybody got sick in the house so we've just been taking care of everybody everybody's asleep right now I'm the only one awake I was actually the only one I was, I, uh, I think my wife had it the worst. The kids had it for like a day and they weren't feeling too good. They, um, slept most of that day though. And then the next day they were good, a little feverish, but then they were like still like jumping around and having fun. And my poor son, he was sick on his birthday. So we didn't really, we didn't do anything for him. We got him a cake here and got him some food, but yeah, so, but it's okay, you know, when the time comes, we'll, we'll celebrate his birthday again later down the road, whether it's a month or two from now, it's okay, because he's going to get his birthday, he deserves his birthday, but yeah, um, yeah, we were just all sick, <laughs> it wasn't that fun, but being sick really never is fun, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I'm still trying to fix, uh, myself, you know, it's a, it's an awesome thing though when you get sick because you start to feel the difference between you and something else you know what I'm saying like I got really sick and I thought I was gonna die like I was in tears like I, it hurt so bad my body hurt so bad I felt like I broke my my tailbone 
if my fever wouldn't go away. I had the chills every 30 seconds. I couldn't get up. I had to use the restroom every five seconds. And then I had to watch the kids. And it was just a lot, like all at once. It just hit me everything at once. And I was just, I remember sitting down when the kids were asleep and I didn't feel good. I remember, I remember sitting down in the bathroom, leaning against my bathtub, praying to God and just crying and telling him like, heal me God and, and heal everything else that's going on with me. Like not just my sickness, but like my mental struggles and my physical struggles and my my spiritual struggles father god like just help me lord and i need your help and i want everything to be healed all at once you know and then um i just started having more belief in him and more belief in myself that he's doing his works you know and that every time i take a step out i'm walking in faith i'm not walking in um like worriness right or i'm not walking in concern but i'm walking in in control, right? The Bible tells us to have self-control. So I'm walking in my self-control. I'm walking in knowing that the Lord has full control over me and nothing's going to hold me back. And every decision that I'm making is going to be a great decision according to the Father, you know? And that's what it's about, guys. It's about making great decisions according to the Father, not according to people, right? Or according to ourselves. Because the Bible tells us, like, we're not here to serve people, but we're here to serve God, right? Um, let me read. There's a scripture in Galatians that I just read a little while ago, actually. That's pretty. Um, it's pretty good. Um, I, we were reading Galatians, and she just opened up to like a random thing last night that we're gonna read in a little bit too. But this is a Galatians. I just read the whole book of Galatians because it's small. It's like only three or four pages, so I read it. It was good. So right here, um, Galatians one. Verse 10, it says, I am now trying to win the, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Right? So that that's like, that's really big because it's like, no matter who's around us and like what's going on with us or who's with us, we got to remember that we're not there to, we're not put on earth to please him or please them. Or please her you know we're, we're here we're put on earth to please god we're put on earth to to please jesus christ because that's what it's about it's not about like i want to do good by my wife i want to do good by my mom i want to do good by my dad i want to do good by my husband you know if you're a woman and uh that's that's what it's about like we're we're not here to be put on earth to do good by everybody else, but we're here to to do good by the Lord. Because if we do good by the Lord, then everything else will fall in place. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're doing good by God, then who else is going to be upset about what, what's going on, you know? And if you think, like, like, say you're with your significant other, right? And all they want is your love. They want your loyalty. They want your respect. They want your their their your honesty. You They want everything from you, right? They want all those things, but if you're so worried about doing all those things to them, you're not going to be honoring God, right? So if you respect God and you love God and you have faith in God and you, you trust in God and you tell God everything and you listen to what God has to say and you just give God your, your all, then without even knowing it, you'll be giving that person that you love your all too. And that's what, I, that's what I've come to realize while I was sick is like, there's a difference between yourself and and your flesh, right? Because your flesh is still trying to get you to battle back to going to hell, right? And once we've been saved and we're redeemed and 
we know where we're going. We're going to heaven, you know? And uh, that's what it's about. It's about pleasing the Lord every day. And every day you hear something that you know is just out of the ordinary or something you really just don't want to hear inside yourself, you know that it's not you. You know that it's not, you know, from God. But you know it's the devil trying to mess with you, take you down, trying to make you think about things that you don't really want to think about or think about things that you don't really care to hear or you shouldn't care to hear, you know? And uh, we just got to be smart and not falling into the trap of and emphasizing those things. And what I mean by emphasizing those things is like going in depth with those things, right? So, if, you know, if the devil's like chocolate and you're like, I don't really care about chocolate, so I'm just going to ignore it. Okay, that's good. But then if he's like chocolate and you're like, oh, chocolate, dang, like, like chocolate with peanuts, chocolate with almonds, like what kind of chocolate, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's. It's taking a step further of what the, the flesh, right? Because that's what we are is we have flesh. We're skin and flesh, right? But the Bible says that flesh is our sin. It says that flesh is a... So the Greek word for flesh is starks, right? And starks is demonstrates... is a is demonstrates... I, I forgot what it said, but I read it in the Bible. It was like something like... Let me see if I can find it real quick. And it's in Galatians too, actually. <clears throat> so in context like this, the Greek word for flesh, which is starks, refers to the sinful state of human beings often presented as a power in opposition to the spirit. Right? So that's just saying like starks is the opposition of the Holy Spirit. So that's our flesh. That's our sinful that's our sinful state as humans. Right? So when we say flesh, we're talking about sin. When we say flesh, we're we're talking about like like these fleshly bodies we have right now, these, these hands and feet and the skin that we have, that's not like it's ours, but it's going to die, right? That's not what, what goes up to heaven with us is our spirit, if our spirit is good, because naturally we have sinful flesh. We're sinners, right? Nobody like like nobody's born and they're just God, like they're just holy. They're blameless, right? Because that was only Jesus. But that's what we forget is we don't have to be born that way. But every day that we choose to be that way, every day we choose to be blameless, that's that's being perfect right there. And see, the only reason we'll never be perfect is because of the sinners with, that we used to be, right? The sinners that we were beforehand. But every new second, every new day, that's our chance to be perfect that, to that, that day. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to be perfect every single day and then accidentally mess up because it's just an accident, right? But why would you want to accidentally mess up? That's what I'm saying. Like, don't put so much pressure on being perfect. But just put your your love and your eyes, your eyes and your ears on God. Because that will lead you to blamelessness. That'll lead you to perfection. That'll lead you to what you want to be for God. Right? And we don't want to be pe perfect for our own desire. But we want to be perfect so that when we get to God, he sees like, yo, like, like, obviously, like, nobody's perfect. But man, you are. You were just a good and faithful servant, and you were, you were close. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what we want to do. It goes back to making like all 15 shots. You know. You know, if, how many shots? If God says you only have to make 10, how many are you gonna try to make if you get 15? You gotta try to make 15, because you wanna, you wanna succeed. You wanna um, not do the bare minimum, right? We wanna always go overboard, and we always wanna try our hardest on every shot. Because that's what leads to blamelessness. That's what leads to perfection. You know what I'm saying?
don't just do bare minimum. If you're going to be a bare minimum person, then uh, something's going to cause you to drift away easier. It's going to be easier to get enticed with things, you know, because it's harder to try every single second of the day to be good. But don't focus on trying it. Just focus on God. You know what I'm saying? Let your let your spirit be filled with the Holy Spirit. That way your spirit is no longer of the flesh. And that's what it says right here in Galatians. Right here it says, it's Galatians, Galatians 5, 16. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Right? So it's saying like, like right there, it's saying like our flesh is our sinful desire, our sinful spirit, right? So when we have our, when we have our spirit and we have our flesh, the flesh is telling you to eat that chocolate. The flesh is telling the flesh is telling you to eat that chocolate, to indulge in that chocolate, to get gluten from that chocolate, right? But the Bible tells us not to be gluten. The Bible tells us to not, you know, just because things are good for you, just because things seem like they're good for you, that doesn't mean that they are good for you, you know? Just because good things, just because you see good things, that doesn't mean that they're beneficial, right? So that's what it's saying. is like, you may see that good thing, but you know that it's not going to be beneficial for you. You know that chocolate's not going to get you anywhere, you know? And, you know, for all you know, you could be allergic to chocolate. You really just don't know. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, your spirit and the flesh are always going to be, like, trying to battle with each other, right? And it's the one who lets their flesh lose and the one who lets their spirit win, that's going to make it to heaven. That's why it says... That's why it says right here. Verse 16, so I so I say, walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. When it's saying like you will not gratify the desires of your flesh, it's saying like if you walk in your spirit, then everything that the the flesh wants you to do, you know, everything that the flesh wants you to see or feel or touch or think about, you won't fall into it. You know? If we're thinking about, you know, Elmo shoes, you know what I'm saying? And then we're like, no, I don't. My spirit's like, no, I don't want to think about that. And then we leave it alone, right? But then our flesh, right? Then we're good. So we did good right there. But then if our, if we fall into it, right, and we listen to our flesh, and we start thinking about Elmo shoes, and then we start thinking about, dang, well, I like Elmo shoes, and I like Cookie Monster shoes, and I like Sesame Street, and you know what I'm saying? Like we're falling into like, it's like we're listening to our flesh. So. Our flesh is never going to go away because that's what the temptation comes from. That's where the devil comes from. He's He comes from the flesh because we are flesh. We're, we're human beings, so we're born sinners. And that's not there. That's like that's never going to change, unfortunately. Until we get to heaven, then we'll become blameless. Then we'll become like we'll be sitting at God's feast and we'll be, you know, chopping it up with him, talking about whatever it says in the Bible. That we can ask him whatever we want when we get to heaven. Well, I don't know if it says that in the Bible, but I've heard that before. Like, once we get to heaven, we can ask him whatever we want. 
But, you know, when you get to heaven, you probably won't even need to ask him anything because you have every, like, answer that you've ever needed to know. Or just the things that you care about now on earth, you won't even care about when you're in heaven. Or you won't even care to remember. But it's just, that's what it's about. It's about gratifying the spirit to resist the flesh. Because it's easy to, like, the flesh is always going to try to make you fall, right? The flesh is always going to try to pull you back in slowly with little things, you know. It's going to like bring up things that may not even seem bad. But little do you know, if you think about that thing that doesn't seem bad, it'll make you think about other things that make you think about other things that turn it into something bad. You see what I'm saying? You start thinking about, you know, chicken nuggets, right? And then you're like, dang, I like chicken nuggets. And you're like, why am I thinking about chicken nuggets, right? You're like, no, I don't, need, I don't want to think about chicken nuggets. And then you push it out. Okay, that's winning. But then he's like, okay, what do you think about chicken nuggets? Oh, okay, I like chicken nuggets. And then, dang, I remember I went to McDonald's. And then, dang, I remember I seen blah, blah, blah at McDonald's. You see what I'm saying? Like, like it's all like an effect. Like, the devil's crafty and he's deceitful. So what he tries to do, what he tries to do is he tries to hide sin behind things that may not seem like they're bad. But once you start thinking about them, he starts to get you. And you start to feed into it. And then before you know it, you're thinking about something you don't want to even think about. It's hard. It's not hard. It's it's kind of hard to see what he's trying to do. But if you start, you know, if something pops in your head and you just, you're like, what the heck? Like, Why am I thinking about that? And then you start feeding into it. That's like him trying to be crafty. And that's him trying to like get his way. Because he's stubborn. And he wants us to fall every day. He doesn't want us to be blameless every day. He doesn't want us to be perfect. He wants you to wake up and not know what you're doing. He wants you to wake up. And uh, like as soon as you wake up, he wants to bombard you with sin and bombard you with not enjoying your day. But if you wake up and you're like, man, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. You know, you, you have the joy of the Lord with you. And he can't. Like, how's he going to attack that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how's he going to? How does he? How does he push that over? You know? It's like, man, this guy just woke up with the Holy Spirit. And, well, this sucks. Like, I can't bother this guy no more for a little bit. Then he'll leave you alone. And, and then out of out of the blue, he'll just pop back up. Hey, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's never going to go away because he wants, you know, just like God wants all of us in his kingdom. God, God really, truly wants all of us to, to, to glorify him and, and to just chase after him. Well, the devil wants us all to burn in hell with him because he's trying to take as many people as he can to hell because he has to go. So he's like, man, if I have to go, I'm taking everybody with me, too. But see, that's where that's like that's what I'm saying. Like it, we can't fall into that because he wants us to go. That doesn't mean like we should want to go or we should listen to what he has to say or even take into consideration what he wants to put in our head, you know? Because it's not about, like, it's not about, like, what we, it's it's not about, like, whether or not we're trying to do right, but it's whether or not we got to do, like, whether or not if we're going to glorify God every day in our life, right? And nobody knows what we're thinking except for God. So, if the devil knows that he can get you to slip up by making you think about something so stupid like chicken nuggets that's going to lead into something else, then, of course, he's going to do that. He's gonna, he can make you think about, you know, something. Like any, it can literally be anything. 
And he's going to try to turn it into something evil. But don't fall for it. Because there's no point. If you really have no genuine feeling like about anything, then don't really listen to it. If you're not thinking about chicken nuggets on your own or like wanting to eat something and then you're like, oh, I want chicken nuggets. And you just can't leave it at that. Then don't listen to it. Then it's not from you. It's not coming from you. You know, I, I really like come to I've really come like to defer the difference between myself like myself my heart loves God right but my mind plays with me like as if I really love God so I become better at understanding that I need to listen to my heart than to my head because my head tries to make me defer and like that's where the devil tries to play the devil tries to play with your head so I don't listen to my head I listen to my heart I listen to my heart when my heart tells me because God tells me to have love. And where does my love come from? It comes from my heart. I tell God to, to, to purify my heart and to purify my mind. And he does every single day. He does. And I've gotten better and better every single day. And I, and I thank God for that every single day. I feel like I can move and breathe and walk freely every single day because of that, because of him. And it's because I cry out to him and you know, I, I was reading this thing a long time ago, and it says on, like, back in the day, they just had no shame. No shame about preaching and no shame about, you know, grown men just coming to tears about loving God so much. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's 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 hard for us to see it because of the generation we live in now, right? It's like, man, why do dudes cry like that? That's so weird. Or, or you see, like, a grown man crying. It's like, why is that guy crying? Like, he's just, they're just talking about God. But it's because if you, if you have that full love for God, when you have that full capability of wanting to, to, to focus on God and wanting to keep him number one in your life, then crying for God and crying to God is not going to be anything other than just like natural. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easy. It's easy for us to be men and have pride and be like, nah, I ain't going to cry. I ain't going to do this. But I don't, you know, dude, I'm a crybaby. I don't care. I love God so much that I want him to know that I love him, that everything that I ask him for is, is coming from a beautiful place. Like everything I'm, I'm, I want is to, to better my life for him and not for like myself or not for my wife or for my kids, but for him. Like if I do it for him, then it, they'll fall into place. Like if I if I keep him number one, then my family will fall in accordance, you know, and it's that's what we forget is we're trying to make everybody else happy. And uh, why are we trying to make everybody else happy when God put us on earth to serve him? Because without him, we wouldn't even have everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, without him, we wouldn't have our families, our friends, our significant others, our our pastors. We wouldn't have our preachers. We wouldn't have, you know, whatever. Like, whatever you have, it's not... Without God, you wouldn't have any of it. And if you have nothing, then to think you could be like... You could have worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always something worse. And you don't want to have worse. And you don't want to be... You don't want to be trapped and stuck in that evil desire or, or trapped and stuck in that that like ongoing cycle of, of depression because that's what it is, right? That's what causes you to have nothing is something just inside you feels depressed. But the only reason that we have that depression is because of the devil, right? He wants us to feel like we're nothing and we have nothing. But if we open up our eyes, we always have God. If we open up our hearts, we always have God. If we open up our minds to God, then we will always have God. We're never alone. God never lets us be alone. He doesn't want us to be alone. But we travel with Him. You know what I'm saying? We we live with Him every single day. And that's why, I, uh, like, the whole apartment thing, like, I walk in faith, man. Like, 
you know, like, my wife's like, man, I'm, I'm, you know, like, this is kind of crazy, but I'm just like, yeah, I know, but, you know, God walked on water, and that's crazy, like, <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's crazy, like, you know, call it crazy, but, you know, I keep saying crazy, but that's kind of what it is, it's just, it's like, who in their right mind would cancel their lease, they have like 10, they have 29 days to move out, and they say that their God is going to find them somewhere to live, yeah, okay, this guy must be crazy, but no, like, my God will find me somewhere to live, and he knows exactly what I want, he knows exactly what I need, and he's going to do that for me, and why? Because I have faith, because I serve him, because every time I have a chance to be obedient, I'm going to do my 1,000% best, I'm going to try to make every shot and be obedient, and I'm not, I don't want to be that guy who's not obedient, I don't want to be that guy who wants to be held down because of little things, right, I don't want to be that guy that wants to be satisfying people instead of God. And that's what I come to realize that when I'm laying down in the middle of the night and I'm cuddled up with my lady and I'm cuddled up with my kids, I'm like, man, I can't leave them right now. But what do we just read? You know, am I here to satisfy people? Am I here to make people happy? Or am I here to make God happy? Because if I'm here to make people happy, then it says I'm not a servant of Jesus Christ. Right? So how can I be a servant of Jesus Christ if I'm over here trying to make everybody else happy? You know, I can be there and put them to sleep, but I need to get up and do what I got to do. I can't allow myself to stay there knowing I got to get up. I got to do a podcast. You know, I got to get up. I got to do this. I got to get up and do it for God. You know, it's different if I like, oh, I want to get up and I want to go watch TV. Well, it's like, that's not, that's more self, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's selfishness. That's just wanting to get up and, you know, when you should just go to bed. But me knowing that the only time I have time to do a podcast is when I put them to sleep, right? So that's what I got to do. And I start feeling comfy, and I'm like, man, I can't leave them. They're, I'm right here. I'm holding them. I'm keeping them safe. Well, that, that's what God does. God keeps them safe when I'm away, and that's what I got to remember. And, you know, I struggle with it, too. You know, I love cuddling up with my kids at night and cuddling up with my wife at night. Those are my those, those are my babies right there, all of them, all three of them. Those are my babies. You know, I got my, my main baby, and then I got my two babies. And that's what it's about, you know. It's about putting your babies on hold. Because what's more important is the Lord. What's more important is to serve Jesus Christ. Because that's what we've been put on earth to do, is to serve. Not to be served, right? God says that the first will be last, and the last shall be first in the kingdom of heaven. And that's what it's about. It's not about... You know, it's not about trying to give up, you know, everything. Because if you think about it, like, how am I going to get a podcast? And how am I going to do my, God, my 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 Lord's work, right? This is me doing the Lord's work right here. It's talking about the Lord on this podcast and, and giving him my everything, right? Every single chance I can. And he, he knows the difference between me accidentally falling asleep and me choosing to, to stay in there and fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? He knows the difference and he knows my heart. And he knows he's going to wake me up if I accidentally fall asleep to get up and go do one. And then again, I have the choice, right? Because the Lord, he he always, he's he's merciful. So he's like, oh, he fell asleep. That's okay. He's like, I'll let him sleep for a little bit. But I know he's going to wake up and then we'll see what he wants to do. But then it's even harder. It's even harder to get up because you're already sleeping. And you're like, oh, gosh, I got to get up. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, blah, 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 da, 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 dee, dee, dee. But it's like, no, nah, it's like. 
It's hard because we're not here to serve people. We're here to serve the Lord. And that's what we got to remember. If I know that the only time for me to do those things, to serve the Lord the way I do with the podcast is at night, then that means I got to get up. I got to sacrifice sleep. I got to sacrifice my warmth of my bed, the warmth of my wife and my children, you know, and that, that comfort and that security. I got to do that because I've been called to serve the Lord, not to serve people. And I love them so much, but I love them so much that I got to keep them second and not first. Because if I keep them first, then they'll never be first. They'll always be uh, imitation of first, but they'll never be what first really is. I got to keep the Lord first. Because if I keep the Lord first, then everything else falls into place. That's how important it is in life. Is When the Lord starts to fall down the ladder, everything falls with it. Because if he's not at the top, you know, say we have like our job, number one, our, our, our family's number one, or, you know, our car, number one, or, you know, our PlayStation, number one, or whatever it is, you know. Say we have all those things, number one, but then sooner or later, everything starts to fall, right? Everything starts to fall. But there's nothing to pick them up back up the ladder. There's nothing to help those struggles because we keep them number one. But if our God's number one, then he keeps everything else in the place. He's the one that ties everything together. And he's the one that holds everything while he's at number one. So he's holding this rope. And he has the rope. And he's just holding it so strong that when everything starts to fall, he just pulls it back up. He's like, no, it's okay. I got you. Right? If my family's second and... You know, we're sick right now, right? But if I keep the Lord number one, then he'll allow our sickness to die away. And he's holding us up by that rope. He's like, no, I got you guys. You guys are all right. But if my family was number one and God was below, who's going to pull us up? My family's sick, so they're not going to be able to pull the rope at all. You know what I mean? We always got to keep God number one. Because if not, when everything starts to fall, nothing will be there to keep it together. Everything will just continue to fall down and down and down. When we start to struggle in life with different life things you know life has many life has many circumstances right so no matter your circumstance or no matter what's going on as long as we keep god the center and keep him number one then every circumstance and everything else that is below him he'll keep together or he'll get rid of if you don't need you know what i'm saying because there's no point of having useless garbage in your life and God knows it's useless garbage. You know, there's no point in keeping that around and having that hang out with you and drag you down. You know what I'm saying? Our Lord is good. And he is he's a great Lord because of those things. But because he's great, we need to keep him number one. All of us, including me. Like, I'm, when I'm talking to him, like all of us, guys, it's like including me. Like, I'm not more holy than you guys. I'm not better than you guys. I'm not. I'm not anything. I'm literally just a man trying to be blameless every day a man that's chasing after perfection in christ's eyes every day that's it and that's what i want for you guys to do every single person from the old to the young to the to the new to the to the old you know to the to the fresh to the unfresh like whatever it is like we all should have the same goal in life and that is to make christ proud right is to make Christ proud. And we we know how to do those things. It's have a relationship with him. Share his word. Share his gospel. You know, worship him. Pray him. Pray for him. Or pray to him. You know, fast. You know, just do different things. Like, like you know what, what makes God happy. And if you don't know, then you got to get into your word and find out. 
Because I could tell you all day to do this and do that and do that. But are you listening to me or are you listening to God? You know what I'm saying? Because God puts it in your heart what you should do if you're reading his word. Every time I've fasted or every time I've like prayed or every time I've talked to God, I've really just, he's always gave me the next step of what I should do. Like if I'm, if I'm just, you know, if I'm reading my Bible, da, 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 I just be like, maybe you should fast this. And then it pops in my head. I'm just like, wow, I never would have thought about that, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? Or like if I'm reading his word and then I'm just praying and praying and praying and then something just comes out. Like I just start praying for different stuff or just praying for different things that I wouldn't normally pray about. It's like, well, man, that's because I'm, I'm building that relationship with him and he's blessing me with the Holy Spirit. That's what we want. We want to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. We want our cup to overflow with the Holy Spirit. We want to be filled up with that strength. We want to be filled up with that endurance. You know, we want to be able to go freaking 14, 16, 20, 100 million rounds with the devil and knock him down every single time. Because you want to know why? Because nothing holds us down anymore. Remember, every day is a fight, guys. And every day we fight, we got to fight for the Lord. Not fight for ourselves and not fight for our people. But we got to fight for the Lord. Because that's what's important. If we fight for the Lord... Then ourselves and our people will fall into place. And that's what we got to remember. Love you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Every single one of you guys who listens. Every single one of you guys who shares. Every single one of you guys who, who tunes in. Every single one of you guys who follows Jesus. And who wants to help people follow Jesus. You guys are awesome. And I love you guys. And uh, it's not about, like, it's not about wanting to, to, to have self-glory anymore and i get that but it's about me wanting to serve god fully and uh in order for me to do that i gotta become more and more blameless in order for me to do that i gotta become more and more selfless in order for me to do that i gotta stop serving people and serve my lord and uh as soon as i start doing that will like my relationship with him grow and and if you guys do that too i i, I guarantee you it'll it'll work and if you think you're not serving people just take a check, like, you know, if you're not, then that's awesome, but take a check, sit back, and think about when the Lord's talking to you, like, hey, go do this, what are you doing, are you gonna, are you gonna go keep doing what you were doing, or are you gonna go kick back, sit with your family, you know, you know, it's gonna be movie night tonight, right, movie night's at 7, but you could get some prayer in at 6.30 before you guys get started, while everybody's cooking, you know, take that time away, even though you want to cook with your family, or you want to kick it with your family before the movie starts, or, you know, and you, but you don't have no task, you're just going to be in there hanging out, well, before that task happens, go to the room, get some prayer time in, read for a second, build that relationship with God, let them know, like, yeah, I know I could be hanging out with my family right now, but we're going to hang out for movie night at 7, so from 6.30 to 7, I'll be with you, God, me and you could kick it for a little bit, and then I'll put you first. You see what I'm saying? It's little things like that. Like, you know, you got different things to do. But you know, like, if you take 30 minutes beforehand to hang out with him, or even 15, 10 minutes, you know, to just get some real intimate time with God. Do those things to show him that he's number one. Do, do those things to show him like, hey, you know, I'm not busy right now. And even if I was going to be busy, it's okay. I'll take a couple minutes just to talk to you to let to let you know that I could put everything else on hold for you. 
Because that's, that's all God wants. God, All God wants is our love. That's why he's so jealous. Like Our God is a jealous God because all he wants is us to love him because he loves us so much. You know? It's like your wife. Your, your wife loves you so much. She don't want you to love no other woman. You know? Well, like, love, or, love another woman in an intimate way. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about, though. He wants you to love him so much because he loves you so much. You know what I'm saying? He wants your love so much because he loves you so much. If that makes any sense. I know that was kind of like a little, like I had to f figure out what to say right there. Like figure out the words to put together. But that's what it is. It's, it's his love. Letting his love count. Because he can love us so much, so much, so much. But if, we, if we're not loving him back, it's like, man, we kind of, we're kind of making it seem like his love doesn't count for anything. And that's messed up. You know? That's like your son. He's like, Dad, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he don't say, I love you back. You're like, yeah, thanks, dude. You know, that's kind of like what we're doing. Or like our dad saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're like, yeah, all right, dude. Can I get 20 bucks? You know what I'm saying? That would break your heart. And that would break your dad's heart. Vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard. It's hard to, to, to see those things and realize that we can make that extra time for him. But it's only hard if we don't take a, take a second to look and check if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Because if you love your family so much, if you love your family so much, or you love your friends so much, or you have people that you care about so much, then you'll let them know the Lord. Because you know what happens if they don't know the Lord. You know what I'm saying? If they don't know the Lord, you know that they're going to go to hell. So the people that you really love and the people you really care about, you'll always let them know that Jesus loves them. you always let them know, like, hey, God loves you, bro. I've been praying for you. I hope everything's good. I hope you're blessed. I hope every, you know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, can I pray for you? And it's hard, you know, because God tells us to have love in our hearts. But he wants us to have love in our hearts so that we can share his gospel. So that way people know, like, if they don't get it together, like, they're going to go to hell. And it's real, you know? It's not fake. It's not like we're playing a game. It's not like it's not something that is serious. Like, we're really going to, like, if we don't get it together, we're really going to go to hell. And, like, that's just how, that's that's what it is. And, like, it sucks to hear, but that's what it is. <laughs> like, that's why God tells us to have so much love. And I never understood it till right now, till this very second. He tells us to have so much love in our heart. Because he wants our he wants us to have so much love for those those lost people, because he, nobody will show them love, so he knows that the Father will bring them love. But he needs us to have love in our hearts to show them that you know that the Father brings love. Because if we have love in our hearts, they're gonna see that we have love in our hearts, and they're gonna be like, man, why is this guy so lovable, or why does he is so loving? But it's because God, because God. God loves me so much that I have so much love for you guys. I, God loves me so much that I love you guys so much that I don't want you guys to go to hell. And me and you don't even know each other. You know what I'm saying? That's why he wants us to love the world. That's why he, in the Bible it says, the Paul Apostle, he writes, and you need to carry these three things. Hope, faith, and love. But the most important being love. Because that's what Jesus did. He loves us. He loves us so much that he died on the cross for us. And God loves us so much that he sent his only son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You know what I'm saying? 
And that's saying a lot. It's like, yo, he sent his only son because he loved us that much. And if you believe in his son, then you will not perish, but you'll have everlasting life. You got to believe in him. You got to have faith in him. And if you believe, then that means you act in your belief. You know, if you believe that you love somebody, you're going to treat them like you love them, you know. So if you believe in Jesus, you believe in him dying and you believe that God sent him for our sins. Then you're going to love him for that. And how are you going to show him that you love him? By loving everybody else. By following him. By chasing after him. By putting him first. By doing all those things. You know what I'm saying? We're all one with Christ. And that's that's it. Like in the Bible it says we're all one. It says there's no male or female. But we're just one. It's easy for us to like. I don't know. I feel like it's easy for us to like want to be. We always want to be like separate, right? Like it's easy for us to like be like this is this group right here. Like these are the cool kids, these are the athletes, these are the rockers, these are the whatever, these are the whatever, you know? Everybody's all separated in groups. But see, that's what we forget is like God has called us all to be part of one group. So like when you see groups divided, but if you really look at those groups, those groups are divided within themselves, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's like the cool kids, right? Or there's like, let's say like the athletes, right? All the athletes hang out. But then like when you look at the, the group of the athletes, it's like all the wrestlers are hanging out, all the basketball players are hanging out, all the football players are hanging out. You see what I'm saying? So even those groups are for divided. And then if you go deeper into that, then you'll see like, okay, well with the football guys, all the wide receivers are divided, all the quarterbacks are divided. You know what I'm saying? Or like all the wrestlers, like. All the heavyweights are divided. All the lightweights are divided. It's it's all the same, right? People are always going to be divided with the people who they have stuff in common with. But if we have, if we all have God in common, then that'll always bring us together. Because we don't have to have everything else in common. But as long as we have God in common, then it'll bring us together. And that's why it says we are one, because we love God so much that 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 God Himself brings everything else together. That God himself, he loves us so much that he's not going to cause division between any of us, between any of our groups, because he's going to be the sole focus. We're not going to be worried about, you know, this guy likes orange and I like purple, you know, so I can't talk to him. It's like, nah, like he likes orange, I like purple, but we love God, so we're going to be able to hang out. That's what he wants us to do. We're all part of the body of Christ. So in order for us to, you know, have our body, we want our body to grow. We want everybody that we know, no matter what they like or what they look like or who they hang out with, like, yo, you should come be a part of the body of Christ. You should come be a part of God's group because we're like, we're not going to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? We hang out. We talk about Jesus. We talk about how we can be better. And honestly, it's like people are always like so scared because it's like, dang, I don't want to be like. I don't want to be that church guy, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like the typical church group and I want to do this and I don't want to do that, you know, but it's not about being like cool or anything, but it's just like a reality. Like if you don't get your life together, like you're going to go to hell and that's, that's really what it should be about. Like you, you should, you should love God so much that you never want to go to hell and you want to always worship him in heaven. Like that's literally what it is. You want you love God so much that you want to tell everybody to avoid hell by following God 
and loving him with all your heart. And that's really like the only way to get to heaven. That's why God has called us to be servants. That's why we've not been called to serve people, but to, you know, be servants of Christ. And we can't, you know, we can't listen to what our flesh tells us because what our flesh tells us is contrary to the spirit. See right here, so it says, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. See what I'm saying? If you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Law meaning like the law of Moses, and like the law that was set. But if those laws worked, God would never have to have sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. But the only reason he sent his son is because he knew the law wasn't working. He said he knew he sent prophet after prophet and nobody was listening at all. And it's like, yo, like I gave you guys ways to get into heaven. I gave you guys ways to to have freedom. And you guys still were like worshiping other gods. You guys are still being sexually immoral. You guys are still being idolaters. You guys are still stealing and killing each other. Like it was for nothing. He's like, so I'm going to send my son for you guys to show you what to be like, to show you what blamelessness is, to show you that. I am for real and that I'm here on earth and that's what he did and when he took his son the son filled up the apostles and everybody with them with the Holy Spirit and that's what they carried around with them and now that's what you get you get the Holy Spirit you follow God bro and you'll be filled up with the Holy Spirit it's like this thing that is so something that you never see but that you always have inside you imagine telling that to somebody bro if you follow God and you follow him and you love him with all your heart You'll be filled up with the Holy Spirit, and it's something that you can't see, but it's something that you'll always have with you, and it's something that you'll always feel inside you. And it's you'll be like, what the heck is this guy talking about? But then you're enticing them, you know? And then that's when you open up conversation about God, and you open up conversation about, you know, different things that you can say. It's just, we always got to have love in our hearts to bring more people to Christ, because that's what it's about. It's about bringing more people to Christ. But yeah, I don't know, guys, like, just, I love you guys, man, and carry that love with you, pray for me, pray for my family, that we all get better, we're getting better, but pray that we're just 100% healed, and uh, just continue to love, continue to have love, and if you love those that are around you, and you know that they're not doing right, love them so much that you don't want them to go to hell, you know what I'm saying, but, um, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of felt like a quick one to me. Maybe not to you guys, but felt a little quick. Kind of just flew by. I really don't remember too much. But that's just because I let the Holy Spirit speak, you know? And that's something that something that's like right there. Like, I don't remember what I said. I remember babbling for 15 minutes in the beginning, and then now I'm just... Now we're at 56 minutes, you know, chit-chatting still. But I just let God, like, you got to just let God take control. Let him take over, because if we don't let him take over and let, don't keep him number one, we don't keep focus on him, then we'll always be focused on everything else that pulls us away from him. You know what I'm saying? But, man, like, I love you guys, and thank you guys for always tuning in. And It's not through me, but it's through Christ, and all glory to him, because he's... He's the sovereign Lord, you know. He's he's the one that always looks out for us. He's the one that always cares about us. He's the one that always 
makes us happy and makes us smile or, or brings people to make us happy and make us smile because that's what he does. He loves us so much that he never wants us to have a sadness feeling in our heart. And he never wants us to have sorrow in our heart. And uh, the way that he does that for us, we got to do that for others and bring him closer, bring them closer to him. You know, we got to not be a part of a, a certain group, but be all part of the same group because that's what it's about. It's about bringing people to Jesus. And uh, yeah, just always remember that. Bring more people to Jesus. We don't save souls, but we can plant seeds. That's what God has called us to do. Plant seeds. That's what we can become. Let him be the one who who does everything. Let him be the one who does all the growing, all the watering, all that stuff. But we just have to be obedient and plant the seed. Alright guys. Um, but yeah, just so if you guys can, just keep us in your prayers. My two kids, my wife, me. And uh, keep our, our apartment hunting in your prayers if you guys can too. Um, that's it, really. Just keep us keep us uh, keep us posted, I guess. Um, I don't know when this is gonna drop. Hopefully soon. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and I appreciate you guys for doing what you guys do. And all glory to God always. And you, know, you guys know how it goes. I ain't tired of you. Nah. Did I get some of you? Even when I'm sick, I still got some of you. And if I didn't, then oh well. <laughs> it was worth the try. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, <laughs> alright guys. Remember, I ain't tired of you, but I know you're tired of me. Peace. Oh, and I love you guys. Peace. <laughs>